we don't have to dump all our trauma on our partner because they're our partner or they made it to become our wife. I think looking at it like that is dangerous because we're saying, this is my trauma, I don't want to dump it onto you. It's trauma dumping though and trauma bonding. People bond through traumatic experiences. I share mine, you share yours. Now we're in this comfortable place of talking about our traumas and now we connect and build up like, off of that. Building a relationship off of trauma is dangerous, yeah? And I admit that like, I've got gotten close to women sometimes because I feel like I can relate to your pain. It's so easy to do that yeah. as well. So because we can relate to each other's pain, therefore we feel closer. Yeah. And it's like, actually, we've not got much in common outside of pain, yeah? But in terms of your wife, yeah, if I was to say to you, okay, you're married now, yeah? Would you want to know what your wife's been through? Welcome back to another episode of the Goodman Factory Podcast. I'm here with my brothers, as always. We've got good man Mike, and we've got good man Rizzy. I am good man Aaron. And we're back to do a part two to one of our previous episodes. I think it was titled, I Regret Opening Up. And you lot showed that so much love, so many comments. Um, but I felt that there was a lot that we didn't get to touch on. So that's why we're here today. So I'm going to jump straight into it. That was the title of the last video, yeah? I know everyone's looking at me now like, what's going on? Um, we didn't go in with the intention of it being called that, yeah. right? I regret opening up. And I realised we didn't actually dive into that. So, so it was called I regret opening up. Mm. Why have you regret opening up in the past? When you look back on, back on it now and think about previous relationships where you have opened up, yeah. why have you regretted that? For me personally... I'd say it's, I don't know if it's an anxiety thing, but it's normally because it's been used against you or used against, let me use my example. It's been mm. used against me on many occasions. And I just think, so I opened up for you to then use that as um, leverage or as a weapon against me, which doesn't make sense. But um, it's definitely, I think it's sometimes it's a fear, but most of the time it's just because I, I know there's a possibility that it could be used against me. I'm sharing it in confidence or whatever, but you're just gonna just come and I don't know drag me down because because you just feel a certain way on that day. Right. So. I don't want to touch on that yet. I want to come to you. <laughs> I want to come to you. Why have you regretted opening? But for me, I regret opening up in uh, past relationships because, like, once the relationships ended, yeah. like later down the line, upon reflection. I reflect and think all the people in the past that I've opened up to, they're not in my life anymore. And I feel like they now have a part of me or know a part of me. And I just think, what's the point? So that's where I look back and be like, I didn't need to open up to that person and tell them that. And also like Mike, I relate to where it's been used against me in the past. Ah. Uh. So you see that, yeah, your, your thing there was that they're no longer here. Mm. You're never going to know that. True. Do you know what I'm saying? You're never going to know, Ray, I'm about to tell someone something that's not going to be here in two years' time. Yeah. You're revealing stuff to people on the basis that, like us, man, you man know a lot about what goes on in my life, yeah? And in my head, I'm not like, I won't even know these guys in two years or, you know what, this might happen. I'm just putting trust in the current. Yeah. So do you feel like there's even a way for you to negate around that? Like? There isn't. There isn't. You can't, you, you definitely can't predict. Like you said, there's no indicator usually that a person's going to, I don't know, use it against you or you're going to give a piece of you, an important or a secret part of you to someone and then they're just going to disappear in a, in a week or two or in two years' time or five years' time. There's no indicator. Sometimes you can put little sprinkles of secrets here and there with that person and then see how they act but in on in general you can't tell if someone's gonna be here or not and has this been multiple people or has this been a person no multiple people multiple people have taken yeah so like like, like like just people that i've dated in the past people like relationships i've been in i'm not gonna deny that feeling of i didn't need like upon reflection thinking back i didn't need to do that because how has it benefited me today? Are you an open guy then? 
Like, as in, I, 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 no. early on, like, early on, by nature, revealing everything early yeah. on. By nature, I'm naturally uh, an open guy. And that's because I, I can remove ego and not feel any type of way by being vulnerable with people. But upon reflection, I don't, understand, I don't see how that's benefited me in any way. Ah. I'm keeping that, yeah. I'm keeping that locked in. Was yours multiple people? Yeah, it was a, f- a few people. Um, people I've dated, friendships, let's say. There's, yeah, people know <laughs> People know some deep stuff about me. You know, but, are they in your life now? Not a lot. A lot of them are not, no. I'll say but the majority of them are not in my life. That's crazy. So can I, can I ask then, do you know stuff about these people? <laughs> I know some deep stuff. Is, is it even? In a sense, yeah, but I feel like I'm trustworthy. Like I don't share people's business, and like I'm not the kind of person to just go, oh, you know, what I heard about this person, and then share it with someone else. Like if you told me this in confidence, and you tell me, please don't share this, or even you don't even have to tell me because I have enough sense to not mm. share that information because I would have like my information shared, for example, and I trusted you with my information, I wouldn't do it to someone else if that makes sense. But yeah, you're right. There is a it is kind of even. So people have shared, like things that make them anxious or nervous or they've done certain things in the past mm-hmm. and I don't just go and share it. But they can trust that I'm not going to go and spread it for anything. You know what? You see, with me, I, I'm very, like, solution-based when it comes to people opening up to me. So I've had to even teach myself to ask for the person's permission to give advice. Oh, then what? In a lot of cases, when someone opens up to me about something, the first thing I'm doing is problem solving in my mind of how, can, how I can I help you know a lot of my friends know me as Captain Save you get me I want to save everybody <laughs> I want to save women I want to save a woman that I've just met I want to save a woman that I'm attracted to so when they open up and or a friend opens up the first thing I want to do is help like what can I what can, what can I say to to help why I don't know it's just that's how that's that's how I l- like to be loved so naturally that's how I give my love. So you would want a woman that you're seeing to try and fix your problems? Yeah, like if I... No, not to fix my problems, but if I'm opening up to you, I'm not just doing it for... Just so just to make you aware. I'm, I'm doing it for my own benefit to be like, I'm bringing myself to a vulnerable moment, you know. Help and me. Yeah, like just... So you are then, you're doing it the, to even, seek help. Even if it's the comfort of like, just uh, like listening and understanding like what I'm saying, um, for that validation of, I understand what you're going through. It is for my own benefit. You know what, going off that though, I feel like I've learned, I've learned that myself, like mm. sometimes people just want to be heard. Yeah. They don't want to hear you, they just want, I've, I've got this inside me, I need to release it and I'm trusting you to be the person I release this to. Yeah. And by just staying silent sometimes and allowing that person to, offload and just saying I got you or even just hugging that person or just sitting there is enough but naturally I think the instinct of us is right have you thought about doing this how about this how about that that's why I've had to teach myself that you know before you offer advice to someone ask them like are you ready to hear what what I think or what I've got to say and they may say you know I just want to be heard and that's cool or do you want to hear my thoughts yeah like, ask for permission rather than shoving it on them. But do you think that's natural? It is natural, but you... Having a conversation... Say, say us, man, are having a conversation. Do you want to hear my opinion? No. Like, I personally like, don't think it is. I feel it's, like it's not natural. It's not, it, it isn't natural, but it's a, smart, it's a smart thing to do. But we're, again, the reason why I'm glad we're going down that path here, we're saying it's a smart thing to do because of what we've been through before. And what we've... Yeah, I've, I learned this, by the way, recently. But this is... <laughs> This I heard is this is I'm what you're supposed to do. <laughs> That's <what I'm... laughs> I've been given some information that I think everyone should know. Yeah, I've learned this. That it's useful. Guys, it's useful. No, I'm not saying it's useful. I'm still testing. You know, I'm, I told you, I, I recently learned that I have to ask the person, are you ready to hear me out? Before you start shoving advice onto them. All right, so let me, let me go deep here. Yeah? The menu are right now, how much of this 
is actually you and how much of it is a defense mechanism because of what women have done to you in the past because <laughs> it sounds like you two are so defensive like you know what <laughs> this person's done this to me so therefore i'm like this you know what this person's done this so therefore i've learned to do this and we're literally moving forward as different men than what we naturally Adjusting to want to be if that is your natural way of being why are you changing that because of what Louise done to you. I hope her name is Louise, by the way. Because of what Louise done to you. Sorry, Louise. But why are we why are we doing that? I know you're enjoying this conversation, but I'm here to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Good Man Beard Oil, plant-based, chemical-free beard oil to soften and moisturize your facial hair. Order now, goodmanfactory.com and use code GPOD1 and become a good man today. So I was gonna say, if you're, commu- I feel like it's, it's, it goes into, um, um, is it emotional intelligence? So being able to adapt to the person in front of you, how they like to be communicated or com- communicated with, or I don't know, for example, if I'm, if I'm telling you my issue, I don't necessarily want a solution because I've already thought of the solution. I just want to vent. But there's a lot of people, for example, if my missus, for example, complained to me, I don't necessarily know that she's got a solution. So my natural instinct is to give her a solution. But maybe she just wants me to listen at that moment in time. But most of the time it's because she wants a solution. So it's about having enough emotional intelligence to understand the person you're dealing with at that current moment and then trying to find a a middle ground to say or a safe space to say do you want my advice or do you just want me to just shut my mouth it sounds unnatural if I say to my missus oh so I want to give you advice but do you want me to give you advice and then she goes in the middle of her venting why why would you say that because now I've lost my train of thought I can't invent as much and blah blah I want to touch into I get where you're going with that I want to I want to take it back to before what you man was saying yeah about how you haven't you regret opening up because what Louise done to you, this person's done to you. So therefore, you now move forward as these versions of yourself. Yeah? So you're getting into relationships. Like, does your missus... Do you feel like you opened up to your previous about certain things that your current doesn't know? Ooh, and I know that's a techie one. Like, I hope it doesn't put you in it, yeah? Sticky one there. But, but I'm saying, <laughs> like, could you say you're the only one... You're the only one in a relationship that I know of, yeah, in this, in this group, in this group, yeah. But would you say that an ex is aware of stuff about you that your current isn't? Probably. So I get where you're going with this. So basically, I've overshared, let's say, with my ex, and I haven't shared as much in terms of certain parts of me with my my current missus. You don't trust your current because of your ex, and it's not to say that you don't actually trust her. I'm saying and then with certain your, information about your, myself. Your current hasn't done anything. Your ex and maybe the one before was the one that done whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But your current is now being kind of, I guess, you're defending yourself against your current because of stuff she's never done to you. In a sense. In a sense. Like if I was to, if that was a question, then I'll say yes, kind of. Mm-hmm. But realistically. Again, you're trying to find that that middle road, in a sense. So there's certain things that I know that I can't just share with the world. I do share it with my missus, but maybe I don't share as much about myself with anyone, even if it's my missus, even if it's my mum, even if it's my brother. Because I've learned from experience and from life, you can't just share everything. It doesn't make sense. You need to keep something, even if it's just 10%, keep something to yourself. Why? I just feel like it's it just makes it just makes a lot of sense to me because what about it doesn't you? benefit me me giving you that information. Ah, your wife. No, my wife doesn't need to know, she everything. Need to know everything. I don't need to know every single thing about her. But I'm saying purposefully withholding information. I'm saying say certain things That's that okay. my wife didn't know that I tripped over when I was ten years old. Okay, that it doesn't add any value. But things that your wife would want to know, like why would she not? know that information she doesn't need to know everything and i don't want need to, to want to she doesn't need to know everything i don't need to know everything about her she doesn't have to open up to me about with about all her traumas she doesn't have to 
it's okay. Like, we don't have to dump all our trauma on our partner because they're our partner or they made it to become our wife. I don't think so. But I think looking at it like that is dangerous because we're saying, this is my trauma, I don't want to dump it onto you. It is trauma dumping though and trauma bonding. People bond through traumatic experiences. I share mine, you share yours. Now we're in this comfortable place of talking about our traumas and now we connect and build off of that. People build relationships off trauma bonding. No, of course, and I, I'm with you I on would, that. I, me now, being single, I, would, I wouldn't want to build a relationship with someone off trauma. Building a relationship off of trauma is dangerous, yeah? And I admit, like, I've got, gotten close to women sometimes because I feel like I can relate to your pain. It's so easy to do that yeah? as well. So because we can relate to each other's pain, therefore we feel closer. Yeah. And it's like, actually, we've not got much in common outside of pain, yeah? But in terms of your wife, yeah, if I was to say to you, okay, you're married now, yeah? Would you want to know what your wife's been through? Not everything. You wouldn't want to know? No. Would you? Not personally. Not, not, it's not that deep, unless it, it interferes with how she acts with you. Mm. So there's a lot of things that are going to overlap or inter interfere with our relationship. And over, let, let's say her ex has done something that's now... I've now tried to do something similar or the complete opposite and yeah, she yeah. acts a certain Trigger way because points. of what's happened, yeah. Mm. So I get that, like, for example, if I'm, if I act a certain way because she's asked me a certain question or she's spoken to me in such a way or asked me, I don't know, a specific question, and then my reaction is very, not what, basically what she, not she, not what she did not expect, sorry. Yeah. Um, I then usually just explain, okay, this is what's happened. And I, even then I don't go too deep. She just needs to know that the reason why I've acted like this is because of what's happened in the past. And I get it in the sense of you're not going to reveal that without there being a reason to. So in that instance, okay, there's a reason that makes sense for me to reveal this rather than we're just sitting down. Oh, just so you know, like I've <laughs> yeah. been through this random stuff. But would you be comfortable knowing that there's another man out there that knows certain things about your wife or your girl that she hasn't revealed to you? Yeah, that's fine. I've got to remove the ego, man. I can't be bothered. I can't be, I can't stress myself with that in my mind. Like knowing that another man knows something about you that if that's the case, then that's the case. For me personally, it's, um, it's a mixed bag because I want to feel like I'm the only one that knows almost everything or everything in a sense. It would be nice in a, in a idealistic world, let's say, but it's not realistic. It's not really realistic. That's the ego though, right? Maybe. Yeah. The ego wants to feel that way. To feel like I'm very important or the most important person in their life. But this is not really... Well, Kobe's already beaten me to that. You see how the ego sets us up though? But then is it your ego to want to fix other people's problems? Uh, wait, in, in relation to... When you said that, if someone reveals something to you, yeah. your, your instinct, instinct is to be like, well, have you tried this? Have you done this? Like, but, but now more than ever, I'm starting to detach myself from being that guy who comes to save everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm focused on saving myself. People have, everybody has pro problems, trauma in life. I was, I'm not always going to have the answer to help someone. Sometimes you have to like hear people out, comfort them and allow them to figure it out on their own. I know it sounds mad with that, that no, no, that's with, with your partner or your wife, but you genuinely cannot save not even the world, but your your partner. You can't be you can't support them. You can't have the answers to all their problems all the time. You know what? I it's, find... it's even unrealistic to set yourself up to be that role in their life where you're literally you've got all the answers for that person all the time. And I don't like I've been in positions like that where I feel like this person can't do it on their own. And that puts pressure on me. On you. And it's like, I'm all down for supporting and whatever, but as a man now, the man I am now, mm. I need to find comfort and know that you're good, you know? Good. Like, you can handle yourself, yeah? I'm here to support, support. you if anything goes wrong. Yeah. Not that you can't handle yourself and therefore you need me around to ensure everything's okay. Mm. That's two different things. I can't be that guy. All the time. All the time. Not that you can't be that guy. You can be that guy. If it, yeah, but that's what I mean in the sense of you can handle yourself, mm. yeah, but something's gone wrong and you need me to help rather than you're just struggling full stop and like, 
I'm coming in to constantly make sure you're good and it's an early stage of a relationship as well. Like us two. That sounds like a trauma bond though. Remember, like because if that person needs you like like help me through what I'm going through, like that's okay, that's fine. But if you constantly need to be present for that person to go through what they're going through, that's a problem. But that's why some some people that I've noticed have to be in relationships. There's certain people that have to be with someone. They can't be on their own. They don't like being on their own. So they jump from one relationship to another, to another. And they're not even learning. They're not growing. They're repeating things. This guy is the same as that guy. They just look different. Like, it's just constant repeating of cycles. But it's because they don't like being on their own. And that's where I feel like... That's dangerous. That's the dangerous part. Dangerous. I was going to ask you a question. So the, basically, the question you just asked us... Yeah. Do you feel comfortable... The one comfortable? I'm trying to get away with. Bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one... Do you feel comfortable... Let's say you had a missus now. Yeah. Or you're seeing someone or you're married or whatever. Yeah. And then... I, I don't know what your thoughts are already, but if there is someone out there that knows a bit more about your missus or your wife than you do. So basically, the question you asked us, how do you feel? What's your opinion on that? Um, I'm cool, like, I'm cool, no, genuinely, like, I'm cool with that because on the basis that I feel everything comes out in time anyway. I think everything's about timing. If I've been with that, say, for example, I'm seeing someone and she was with her last man for four years. Mm. That's four years of information. That's four years. I've been with you for a year. Like, and if you're the one, it will be a lifetime. So therefore, I'm not only going to probably know what he knows, I'm going to know so much more. And so much of who you are now. Because a lot of people know stuff about who we were. Do you know what I mean? They don't know about the men we are now. Now. And that's different. Like Your, your current missus knows Mac now. Mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's something your past don't know. They don't know about this man. Trust but they probably still feel like they know you. Ah, oh, he's the same guy. Like, I'm like, and that's what man. that's that's what I love about um, me. You know, upon reflection, reflecting on the people that were, were in my life before, they know Rizzy from then. Mm. The Rizzy today, yo, like this is the best version of me now, and you don't know this version of me. So that's a good feeling for me. I'm like, you didn't even get the best version of me. I've tried to explain that to an ex in the past. Though. Don't, why are you explaining don't that to an ex? Don't explain yourself. <laughs> don't explain <laughs> yourself. <laughs> no, but in a sense of like an ex knew about stuff that a previous ex had done. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and understood that I was probably quite defensive or different because of certain things that had happened. Yeah. Right? And she felt that she wasn't getting the best version of me mm. because what I gave access to previously, I wasn't so quick to give access to now. Mm. And what I was trying to explain to her is, I've got my own yard now. I've got a different job. I'm more established. I'm, I'm healthier. I'm happier. You're getting a better version of me, the best version I've ever been, but you're focused on what I gave to another woman. Like, that will come with time. I think what I was quick to give away before, so say, for example, I was with a girl and within six months, she might know about this or she might have been around the kids. Not that. Let's just say a year, I might introduce someone to the kids. Moving forward, it might take me 18 months now because, ah, you know what, that didn't work out and I don't want don't to risk it again. But it doesn't mean I'm any less or you're getting a cheaper version of me. This is just the way I am. But I think one thing that I... That, when you lot was talking, I didn't say is I've given information in the past and because of how it was received, I'm like, no one needs to know that again. What happened? No one needs to know that again. So I remember talking to an ex and literally my mum and maybe one or two other people were the only ones that know this thing about me, right? And I just revealed it. I felt like it was on my mind. You see when it's like, it was on my mind for weeks. I, How, I feel like so it was hard for you to open up about that. Bro, thing. it took me weeks. It was on my mind thinking, you know what? I should let her know because I'm thinking about it a lot recently. So therefore I know it's changing the way I, I may be behaving. Yeah. So let me explain this so that she can understand me a bit more. And I remember sitting in a car just thinking, you know what? Ah, right, cool. Just, just talk. So I started just the conversation it. and I said, you know what? I've been through this. And her response was, oh, my ex went through that. 
That's not that's not what I'm trying to hear at all in response to me opening up. And then I got the oh it's okay. But to me, what I remember and will forever remember is that instant moment where I've revealed something and you've compared it to another man. I'm done. And that, at that point, I'm and that's why I'm like, I can't reveal that again because that that She basically said she basically said to you, you tough, right? Guys have been going back through this for the longest. Yeah. Like, is that it? Is that it? Is just, that it? Just... Oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Enough <laughs> man been through. I think we would have received that as, oh, it's not that deep, though, because my, my, my toddler went through it. So, like, that's, that's the last thing I want to hear. That's what it feels like. like, like you you, you said, said it took you weeks to open up. Like, yeah. was, I was building like, it You had up. to build yourself up to open up. Only to be told, yeah, guys go through that every day. I'm sure she didn't do it. Like, it's not yeah, that yeah, guys yeah, go yeah, through. Yeah, it's yeah, not something that guys go through on a regular. That's how I'm yeah. translating it in my mind. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when she when she's saying that, she probably didn't do it. Obviously, in and she didn't mean any kind of malice. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. Realizing the impact. That, yeah, the impact of how but, she just. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. In in moments where someone brings themselves to vulnerability to open up, like emotional intelligence, like you have to be very aware of how you're handling. It. That conversation when you're speaking to someone, because that that when someone makes themselves vulnerable, it, I see it as a cry for help. Mm -hmm. You're not doing this because it's fun. It's fun, or you know, let me just get have a moment of being, you know, in the limelight. Yeah. Like it's hard to do that. If you're aware of how hard it is for a, even a man to open up, which which is hard, which. You know, as men, we're trained not to open up and be stoic. The, what you respond in that moment there, it really matters. It's so important the way you respond. Or don't it's so respond. Or, 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 or not responding. Or even just at a later time, bringing that, that sensitive thing up again and using it. Oh, it's because of what you went through in the past. That's why you're doing this now. No, don't want Like... Don't even get you know them ones? That's, I've been through that. Wait a minute, what? Double edge. It's yeah, so... Double edge, you gave me the sun and the rock bottom. Like, nah, nah, So, nah. I think if you're mindful and you're aware that this person actually got themselves into a vulnerable thing, and that's very hard for men to do, I think people would be more cautious of how they respond in those moments and how to deal with men in those moments too i think what i struggled with from that is even at a later date i was like like you know you responded like this was like months down the line i was mm -hmm. like one thing i never got over is how you responded i can't believe you're you're saying that i never did that whatever and i was like all right you don't we can't right. win you don't i can't don't there was win. no evidence there's no winning there's no evidence i've got no camera mm. footage or audio footage to show you exactly how it went but i know how i felt and that's one thing I've struggled with in the past, right, is when a woman says to me, you've made me feel a certain way. I can be like, oh, shut up, man. Like, like what are you talking about? Like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, I never meant that. But you can't tell a person how they should feel. And I think I've always struggled with that and I'm more aware of it now. Like, I would never want someone to feel a certain way. And if I've made you feel a way, I have to apologise for that. I may not, because that was never my intention. And although I feel like, Ray, you shouldn't feel a way because it never came across like that. The fact that you do feel a way, I should acknowledge. And I haven't necessarily done that in the past. I've been quite dismissive. When I've heard the word, I feel a certain way, I've dismissed it. See, the, see, the thing is, yeah, one thing I've learned is that you don't have to agree with the way someone feels. or, But to acknowledge it, that's a different thing. I think it's very important to acknowledge your friend or partner's feelings to acknowledge it but you don't have to agree yeah with how they feel like do you get what i mean yeah yeah yeah. like in my head you shouldn't feel that way yeah because you should know me better yeah but however i acknowledge that how you you're feeling feel that way. Yeah. in this moment mm. yeah i'm sorry that's that's it bro. I, don't even, I can't even add to that stuff because by not acknowledging how that person feels that's a form of neglect you're neglecting how they feel you're just you're telling that person that your feelings are not real. That's true. Going back, I want to just go back to what you think you brought up, where you said like someone using something against you. Mm. Yeah. So 
obviously when we started this, you said people out there knowing information about you that you might not necessarily feel comfortable with too many people knowing, but they do, and they're no longer in your life. But in terms of revealing information and at a later date, having that thrown back in your face, have you experienced that? Yes. 100%. I, I can even give you, you know me, I don't really shy away from something like this. I've had people... Might take the stage. <laughs> so like, I don't have, my dad hasn't been around since I was, it was, so he left when I was young, probably like two or three, then tried to take me off my mum when I was like seven. And since then, I haven't seen him since I was like, I saw him once or twice in the contact centre when I was seven. Mm. And that was only because he wanted to take me off my mum. Yeah. That information to me, I don't really care. But I've had that used against me when I've acted a certain way. Oh, you've got a you've got an attachment style. Um, the reason why you're acting the way you're acting. This is in the middle of an argument, by the way. And them times, I didn't, I, I didn't take it lightly. What do you mean because of my attachment style? What do you mean because my dad wasn't there? To win an argument. But I don't use that kind of information against someone, if that makes sense. But I've had that kind of information used against me in an argument with, like, let's say, exes and all the rest of it. And that obviously triggered me because I was really annoyed because I, ha I don't have any kind of like, um, well, I don't feel like I have any issues or daddy issues, if that makes sense. So when someone then tries to convince you that you've got daddy issues, when you haven't even, you don't even know what you kind of miss. And I'm like, I can see... How some people will say, oh, bro, because you haven't had that, that's why, that's, see, that's what we're talking about. And I'm like, it doesn't really feel like that. I don't really care. And my dad wasn't the same, is not the same as the way I am with my sons, for example. But, um, do you think you do have daddy issues? I know we didn't want to go there. No, 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 no. no. I'm like, do you think you do have daddy issues? May, not, not necessarily. I don't think it's an issue. I think because I didn't receive any kind of, I don't know what it's like for my dad to ask me, oh, for example, our oh, dad, how do I shave? Obviously, you miss those little things, but mm. I don't feel like because I missed that part of um, growing up, like let's say um, enjoying my dad as a teenager or as a young adult, um, I don't feel like I've missed that much. I got over it. I found a way. I mm. realised why we wear deodorant as a, as a teenage boy, for example, or the reason why we don't shave against the grain or shave with the grain and so on and so forth. I don't really feel like I missed that, but because of not having a dad, the way I am with my son, obviously it might be, uh, what do we call it? A um, response from, like from a response, from a response, from a response. Maybe, a response. Yeah. maybe even just a way of um, overdoing it. Mm. Because I, I like it, so I'm going to give you an abundance of it. If mm. that makes sense. But then one thing I've learned, and I don't want to say this at you, because I, I acknowledge it myself, is I think men like me and you can project our trauma onto our children without knowing it. What I mean by that is I used to wish I had a dad around to take me football. Yeah, I was like, you know, if my dad was around, he would have taken me football because I was really into football. So I felt like well, I could have been in a prem if I just had that push from my dad. So what do I then do? I have two sons. Oh, you don't need to play football. You don't need to play. Oh, I wish I had my dad around. Like, you don't have got me. You should be appreciative of it because I didn't have this. Red, my kids have no interest in football. But because I did and because I was missing that, I'm now projecting that onto them. I had to really catch myself and say, no, nah, look, I need to be who they need me to be, not who I needed. And that's one thing I've, I struggled with. So it was like acknowledging that where I am, even though it's easy to say, oh, whatever your dad didn't give you, give your kids. Like, that's the, the generic thing, but that can not necessarily be what your kids need. You know, in that moment when you said that uh, your partner brought up your attachment style in that moment and said because of that experience with your, your dad not being around you, I think that even if that's true, it shouldn't come from your partner. I think the smart thing to do is, like, so if I was in that situation and I felt that my partner um, is behaving a certain way because of uh, the trauma that they've been through growing up, I think it's very important in those scenarios to have a third party involved. So that's why I'm a big believer in couples therapy. If two people go couples therapy, you both let out, and then the, the therapist gives that, that, if the therapist uh, studies what you've just said or what you're both saying, and then they take it as like, you may have an attachment style because of your, your dad not being around. Sometimes that information is best to come from a third party than to actually come from your partner. 
because I've been in scenarios and I know people in relationships as well who've also been in scenarios where they're telling their partner something and their partner's not hearing it. But the moment it comes from a third party who's able to, who's outside the box, who has no bias, who's able to listen to both parties and then be honest with that person in that moment, like in a therapy session that, listen, the way you are is because of something you've been through. Sometimes it's best for information as sensitive as that to come from a third party than your partner. And that's why I'm a big believer in if there's issues, go and get a third party involved who has no bias rather than two people trying to solve it there and then. But don't you think, obviously some things need to be in-house, right? You don't need to take everything like, outside. Not everything, but, but something think, as sensitive as that. But don't you think he would have been better off? Like I think we, like I always say, I'm a big advocate, advocate for every man having therapy anyway. Mm. I think I've learned through therapy certain things about my dad that I wouldn't have needed to go couples therapy for. It was good that I learned that on my own because mm. now I'm more aware of it. So, for example, in my in my in one of my previous relationships, I let my my partner know that you know what, words are important to me because mm. my dad's words meant nothing. So he used to promise me a lot, never deliver. So if someone lets me down with their words. That's a big thing for me, yeah? So be mindful of that. And then later on, we'd have certain debates or whatever, and I'd be told, but you're treating me like I'm your dad. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm right there. Or like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just, you know, you know the story. So that's why I get tense. It's not that I'm taking it out on you, but you're aware of this. If I hadn't made you aware, I could understand. But you're fully aware and you're being dismissive. Let me ask you a question. Is, but in that moment where, where she says that to you, mm. are you denying that that's true? Or is there a bit part of you that's like, maybe you're oh, right? No, you piss me off. You piss me off. Like, it's, it's, it's probably facts. You've, what you've probably done there is touched an open wound. And, and, and that's what I mean by, some, like, even if she's right and it's true what she's saying, sometimes that information is best to come from a third party than your partner. But that information full stop, it doesn't help though, does it? What, saying that? So even if it came from a third party, yeah, you know what, you're doing that because of, of but, your dad. But what if it's true though? <laughs> what if it's true and you actually need to make your partner acknowledge that it what? is because that because the tr- it's truth, isn't it? No, but she knew that. What I'm saying is she knew that though. Because yeah. I've explained that to her in a calm setting. Look, like words, right. are, words are important. So you know okay. that and we've, we've, we've established it. You know right. what? Okay, it, might, it may be like, a woman saying, you know what, um, if I'm calling you, if you go out to a club and I can't get hold of you, I start to panic mm. or I start to worry. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're aware of that and it's because of what another man's done so to you. Ra- so you're basically reaffirming that you're raising that same issue again. Something I've opened up to you about. Yeah, you're, you're just you're reminding you're, me Yeah, of you're this touching an open wound. wound. Yeah. It does, it's not necessary, but you're doing it to almost defend yourself yeah. rather than focusing on what is actually going on. That's why I'm, I'm a big believer. Like if I was in a moment where I'm re- like I can see that that person's wound is appearing, what I would do is... This new version of Rizzi. No, nah, this, this is what I've learned. I've learned that, honestly, sometimes... Since last episode. <laughs> so, no, not even since the last episode. Just, just through experiences, I've learned that sometimes like truth can be demonised and it can be hurtful. People don't want to hear the truth. And sometimes it's best for the truth not to come from you. Do you get what I mean? In that moment where you realise that someone's wound is affecting your relationship and you want to highlight it, are you not allowed to highlight it? You should be able to. If you know that this person's wound is affecting this relationship, are you not allowed to highlight that wound or, or touch the wound? No, I feel like it should be because... So was she wrong in doing that entirely? I think it didn't help. I think it's understanding, okay, like you've touched the wound now, yeah. but that doesn't deny... Doesn't... It doesn't deny the fact that you still let me down with your yeah. words. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're trying to say, oh, I know I let you down, but I'm not as bad as him. Like... Do you know what I mean? Rather, wait a minute. 
I'm focused on this. Why, why are we now focusing on that? Yeah, it was a deflection. Yeah. And that's what I didn't like. You deflected. You took me back to, oh, but that incident was worse than what I've done. Almost like, oh, you forgave her for doing it. But what, you won't forgive me for that? Like, it's like if men know, right, okay, a woman's been cheated on in the past or a man's done X, Y, Z. And then he gets caught doing something. And he's, yeah, but you let him get away with all of that and what you're gonna end it with me over this like people knowing i guess in that instance yeah that's a that's a techie one still (laughs) if you've allowed a man to get away with so much and then you inform a new partner of that they may have a feeling of well i can get away with certain things in it so in that so so <laughs> that just confirms. No, I'll say in that sense. No, no, I get you, is, I get you. But you know that, that almost confirms my theory because there and then in that moment, how does it benefit her to disclose all that information of the new person she's met? You're basically saying that I've been violated in my past. Some people translate that as so that means I can slightly get away with doing a little bit, but just not as bad. It's a double edged thing, because say she doesn't reveal that right mm. then she's more potentially this this new guy yeah might have her best intentions at heart but isn't aware of all the stuff she's been through mm. so therefore he could unintentionally be triggering her with so much of what he's doing because he's unaware and she could then be like oh this guy and it's like well i didn't know this information if i knew this information i wouldn't have acted this way mm. so i think yeah yeah Do you know what son with the scenario I'm talking about was because it was in an argument setting. You weren't trying to find a solution. Mm. You don't care about my dad. It was how can I hurt <laughs> you? It was how can I hurt you? Yeah, mm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure most of us in this room have done that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not saying that I, I, I actively go out and think, yeah, that's the information I'm going to use against them later and then use it. It's not intentional either. But with that scenario, and it happened more than once, with, a, with, a, with, a, with more than one person as well. Mm. Always using my dad as a as a way of saying, oh, that's why you act a certain way. And I'm like, my dad has nothing to do with your stupidity. That doesn't make no sense mm. for me. And I was just like, especially when it's not even true. So now you're now true, because it's true that my dad's not there. Mm. But the reason why you're trying to attach my dad to whatever you've decided to attach it to, and I should just believe in that. That's re- That to me just triggers me some more. So... And then when you try to react to it, it's, oh, see, see, that's what I'm talking about. You're triggered by that. So, you being stupid has nothing to do with my dad. And me being angry has nothing to do with that either. You are annoying me right now with whatever nonsense you're coming up with. That's what annoys me. But some will argue that, oh, if multiple partners are saying the same thing, then is it true? Yeah. So that, that's another scenario, but that doesn't happen. That <laughs> doesn't happen. Okay. Your dad's the reason why, why you're a good guy and then you're a bad guy. So, um, you know what? Because your dad wasn't there, you're a great guy. And then the same person will now say, oh, your dad wasn't there. That's why you're acting like that. And I'm like, well, to be fair. When it's time, when it's time for it to be used against you, I'm telling you, it will be used against you. So it's, I think it's a natural guard for that. I know it's not right getting into a relationship and saying, I'm going to hide my pain and trauma so it's not used against me. It's not right, but it's natural. It's a natural response to now think, moving forward, I'm going to be more cautious about sharing, oversharing and being honest about my traumas. It's a natural response. And and in the last episode where I, I was saying that, you know, a man shouldn't open up to his partner um speak to his uh his friends or therapists don't yeah. trauma dump on your partner i forgot about that yeah. I, I i was i i i i feel no way being vulnerable on camera and being honest about my response to the traumas that i've been through in the past can't be used against me so when people were commenting saying oh you know you need to heal from your pain before you get into your next relationship i feel sorry for your next relationship it's not going to last I'm, that doesn't make me feel a type of way like I don't mind being vulnerable about my experiences. I am a reflection of many men who have also been in that same scenario where they're shielded and guarded because things that they've opened up about is used against them. I think people need to, need to be more, more sensitive when it comes to men because first of all, it's hard for a man to open up. So in a case where a man opens up and it's then used against him, 
the, the last thing you want to shout at that man is go hill before you get into your last relationship. You need to be understanding that society doesn't allow men to be open. You've got to be a stoic for you to thrive. That's the mentality of many men. So in a moment where a man has opened up, I think women should be understanding that this is hard for the man to do. Can I, can I jump in there? Yeah? Do you yeah. feel that society doesn't allow men to open up or men don't allow men to open up? The reason why I say it's, it's everything you experience in life is, is self-inflicted. It's your fault. You can't blame other people for the way you are. As a man, if you have the mentality that I can't be open, it's self-inflicted. But that's because of the programming. Men have been programmed to believe that as a man, it's weakness for me to open up about my feelings. And even vulnerability is seen as weakness. And do you think we're teaching that? Like, for example, my mum, being raised by just my mum, yeah. no men around me in terms of my upbringing, mm. my mum always let me know it's okay to cry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, old, it's okay. It's better out than in. That's one thing my mum used to always say. But outside, if I'm around the guys, if I'm around this, I don't feel that security. I don't feel that comfort. Mm. So I am feeling like I need to firm it or I can't cry. I don't think I've ever... Like, my dad's never seen me cry. He wasn't around anyway. My mum's seen me cry, but we then go into the world raising young boys and whatever. As men, are we still carrying that? Do we just feel naturally that's our design? We should be a certain way. Um, I, I don't think... I don't think you, as men, we should be that way. I think that uh, there's strength in vulnerability. By allowing yourself to be vulnerable, I think that's a sign of strength. I think... One of the reasons why the suicide rate is sky high for men, a lot of men are killing themselves, committing suicide, is because of that programming of, you know, don't be vulnerable. I truly believe that. When was the last time you cried? <laughs> My missus thinks I don't have teardrops. <laughs> Sometimes I question whether I have uh, teardrops, but it's, it's only when uh, loved ones pass away. That's the only time that I cry. Do you feel that, do you go through like years, so to speak, with moments where it's like, I'm feeling emotional, mm -hmm. that I feel like this is a time to cry, but you just don't cry. Does that yeah. make sense? Or are you not feeling emotions in that state anyway? No, feel, feeling emotional, but just can't cry. Just cannot cry. Can't do it. It's so mad. Even if, no matter how much I want to, just can't. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm the same. I don't know what it is that's made me feel like that, but again, in my t childhood and early teens, mm. I was a crier. Cried out. I cried. <laughs> I ran. I ran out of juice, bro. I didn't even produce any more tears anymore. But obviously, from experience and in life, I've I've become, let's say, more tough and more more stoic of my feet. Programming. That's See, the, I use the word tough as well. That's yeah. the programming. Yeah. That's the programming. Yeah. You've, he's trained his body not to cry, yeah, not, and he can't cry no more. It's hard for me to. To even cry about, like, even things that you're, let's say, the average person would cry about or even the average guy would cry about. I just can't do it. I feel like I'm not going to be the weakest one here, you know? <laughs> man cried yesterday. No, no it's not okay. that it's a weak thing, I'm joking. But what I'm saying, what, I'm saying, right there. what I'm saying is, for me, mm. um, I can't remember when I last cried. Yeah. yeah? I remember moments in my life where I was crying, like, as in, oh, I cried at that moment there, I cried there, like my nan passing, mm. or finding out like my, my sisters wanted nothing to do with me. Like certain things where it's like, where I kind of let it out. But it's always, I feel when I cry, it's always like, where it's been bubbling. And then that maybe the smallest thing now tips me. And I'm crying off of what looks like such a small thing, but mm. it's not, it's because I've been carrying so much and I haven't let it out. And I think that's where I've struggled. Like, when I do cry, it's rivers. Because I've been building been that building up. it. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. That's, the, that's the, the dangerous part about it. That You holding all that energy of, I can't cry, I can't show weakness. And then when guys start moving mad, like, where, you know, I, there's this saying, like, um, men are mad. Like, men, when, men move mad. I see that so many times on social media. When a man's moving mad, it's because he's had, it's, it's a built, a, a collective 
of emotions and experiences all piled into one. And in that moment, he's lost it. He's lost it. And in most, in most cases, many men turn to abusing substances, abusing alcohol, abusing sex, um, and killing themselves. But that's why I think when we come together like this, although it's for, like, obviously, social media purposes or whatever, this is, like, a release. Mm. We talk about stuff like, how many men are actually going to sit down and say, you know what, let's talk about opening up. Yeah. No. Like, you're not going to do that with no, your man then. But if people... In a are... lifetime of friendship, in a lifetime of friendship, like, a, a group of people can, friends can go through a lifetime without ever being vulnerable around each other. Crazy, isn't it? You could bond over the Arsenal game. You could bond over, you know, talking about the, who who you're dating and who's the hottest girl in the area, or what this celebrity's doing. But you can really go for a whole lifetime just not being vulnerable around your own your loved ones. Do you notice that? I'm not saying necessarily now, but mm. you have friends where it's like, oh, they're my football friends. That's who I talk to football about, or that's who I talk to about boxing with, or you know, if I'm going for relationship trouble, but. Like, there's no real substance. It's like, oh, if I ain't got football to talk about, I don't really chat to my men. Like, there's no real... Where I feel like ladies have more of an open... Definitely. ...dialogue. Yeah. And that's why I'm grateful for this, honestly. Like, just having these conversations, to me, it's refreshing. Mm. Like, we empty stuff without probably even realising it. Like, make each other think about stuff. Mm. Um, it's healthy, man. And we can learn from each other. Um, we're not perfect. No. So I want to end on that note, but ending on that note, I want to encourage every man that's watching to just be more open. Talk to your boys. Like, if you genuinely have boys in your circle that you feel you can trust, have conversations, start topics. Um, be more open with each other because you never know what someone else is going through. But until next time, this has been The Goodman Factory and we are out.